Hands Off Parenting. It's just Hands Off Parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Beginning and edit it? No, I okay. just deleted it. And Great. now we're rolling. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Well, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. <laughs> nice. We've had a rough 15 minutes, Yes, guys. this was like, we just started this episode, uh, it turned into a nightmare of children, and <laughs> I came back and uh. Stephanie's boob is out. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> As usual. Um, well, it's nice to see you. I know you have been incredibly sick. Yeah. Uh, I love how we were like, we're going to do this every two weeks, yeah. and then... <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate literally we, we dropped the ball i will say though it what i will blame iris because whenever i have the opportunity to blame my kids i do yeah yeah um and she brought some plague home and i caught it and i was like okay i just have a cold and like you know when you're a parent you just like keep doing your life yeah of course you know just sort of like disabled with illness um, but I was still picking them up and taking them to school and doing all the stuff that parents do. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I just like felt like truly bad. And uh, and I had to go to L.A. at some point to do this talk. And I lost my voice. I lost my voice for voice for six whole days. I oh, my gosh. Really? How did you all. yell at your child? I, I with my eyes. <laughs> I can still yell with my eyes. I, like I have that. a talent for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy, and I even got a steroid shot. It didn't do anything; didn't make a dent. It's insane. So, what um, did you actually have in the end? So, I had something called they swab my throat. It's called Haemophilus influenza, and um, if you've looked at your kids' vaccination mm-hmm. reports, because I know all of our listeners vaccinate their kids, um, and I'm not trying to push an agenda. I absolutely am trying to push an agenda. Yeah, you are. Uh, then you'll see something called HIB Hib. Okay, and they're vaccinated for it um, two months four months six months and then between 12 to 15 months there's four doses of it wow luckily harrison has had two doses of it so i think thank god that kept him safe that's what i'm like can you imagine if not that that you would no i can't because it's too awful to imagine it was the leading cause of um childhood deaths in terms of meningitis related (gasps) deaths it's crazy prior to getting um on the vaccine schedule it was I guess in the early 90s is when they perfected this vaccine. The late 70s, it kind of came out, but it, they didn't get the solution totally right until the early 90s. And so now it's really been eradicated. So the fact that I got it is a... Uh, yeah, cr- doesn't even wild. make sense. I mean, there is like, there's different types of it, I will say. Like some of, and, and it's a common bacteria. Okay. But it was so crazy, like... I, I just kept being like, all right, I'm going to get better tomorrow. Because yeah. I was sick for 14 days. Like j- legit sick. And I yeah. finally went to an ENT... And he like put a camera down my nose and he's like, I I wish I could find like some pus or something, but there's no, like, you look pretty okay. Like that's yeah. why he's like, I think it's viral. He's like, I'm going to give you a Z pack. And I was like, give me anything. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'm also nursing. So it's also like there's more complicated. How much you can do. You can right? sort of like have a Z pack or augmentant. Those are your two yeah, choices. Yeah, yeah. So he gave me the Z pack and I took it. And within like two hours, I was like, oh, I can breathe in my chest again. Like, I couldn't take a deep breath in my chest for weeks. It's crazy. Yeah, it was and like really the bad. Throwing up, like that doesn't even make sense. I was the throwing connection. up constantly. I threw up in a parking lot. Like I, I threw. I had fever, and then Harrison did get like a low grade fever for five days, right? Um, and sort of like cold symptoms, 
but it could have been a lot worse. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Could have. So I'm very grateful right now to big pharma, to modern medicine, <laughs> to antibiotics. I'm very concerned about what's going to happen in 2040 when um, the climate burns up and antibiotics aren't around anymore because we're all toast. Y'all. At that point. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> y'all. I, I save all of my antibiotics. So do I. Like, so do I. I have ones that are expired yeah. 20 years ago or Keep something, them. but I'm not getting Keep rid of them. Keep them for when we have no yeah. more planet. When we have no more planet. Um, I save them too. And I feel like I know other people that do that and they happen anecdotally to all be Jews. So I'd like our Gentile mm. listeners or Muslim listeners or any other listeners, Buddhist listeners to... Um, let me know. Do, you save, do your, you save your antibiotics or is this a weird Jew thing? Because like all the Jews I know yeah. are some antibiotic hoarders. That is weird. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought about oh, it. From hypochondriacs. A, yeah. Maybe it's a hypochondriac. Like, it's thing. a gene that we have. Yeah. Hypochondria. Or is it a like, well, why would I throw this away? I don't. I kind of a thing. I think it's like a neurotic it, thing. Yeah. It could be a neurotic. What thing. if I'm dying and yeah. I need it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, the point is my, my voice still smells, smells like this. Yeah. It smells pretty bad. Smells. My voice smells this bad. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay in general. I think it's been a very crazy few weeks of just lots and lots and lots of work. And, but other than that, um, we've been having lots of Halloween fun. Yeah, that's right. It's a spooky season. It is the spooky season. Levi is obsessed with Halloween he's just absolutely cannot get enough of it he talks about it all day um and Jack is into it as well but I don't Levi has like a gene like my sisters are really into Halloween like they're crazy about it so I think it's like a gene in our I like it but not like that I saw a funny internet cartoon that was Mm. like there's three types of people there's the like Oh my God, it's Halloween people. There's the like, I don't care, it's Halloween. And then there's like, oh my God, it's almost Christmas. Right. There's like three types, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I am in the, I don't care. I don't care about Halloween. It's never mattered to me. Even when I was a kid, really? it didn't matter to me. Um, I'm a hateful, black-souled person, apparently. So I would think you would really like it then. I didn't like... Your witch soul. I didn't like, like, as a kid... I didn't like the zoo. I didn't like the circus. I didn't mm. like, I didn't like anything. So you're just like a, I was like Kathy, angry. the cartoon <laughs> in child form. I forgot about Kathy. Great uh, cartoon. Kathy. Um, I'm like, I, yeah, she's my spirit animal. She's your child. spirit animal. And as an adult. Probably. Yes. I think I can see that. So you're a Daria. A Daria. Yeah. yeah. Daria. <laughs> um, other than that, things have been, interesting uh we're still having a lot of challenges with one of our kids yeah let's talk about that and i it's it's so bizarre because he'll go through waves where he gets better where we're like wait he's fine there's nothing like why do we think anything um and then he won't and so we took the next step, which was to fill out a behavioral um, report assessment on him, and and we're waiting to hear back about it. Um, but I mentioned, I think I mentioned it on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago about like we were having all these problems disciplining him. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a real was just like a bad day. It was yeah. just like one of those where we didn't know what what 
we just don't know what to do. Like what happened? Tell us about So that. it's it's like he goes, he spirals. So he he started, uh, the days started fine. We, we had soccer and they don't like it. <laughs> They just hate it, and it's fine. We're we're making them do it. That's so funny. I was at, we were at dance yesterday, and I I love the moms there that we hang out with that yeah. I hang out with. And I was like, "Does your daughter like this?" And she was like, "Hates it. She really? Absolutely hates it. She's never hated anything more." In her wow. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it at all. They get mad. They don't like to wear their shin guards. It's, right. it's just like, and he just I feel that way about pantyhose. Yeah, I understand. They're they don't look comfortable. He. I don't even remember what happened. Like he just, he wouldn't get dressed and then he wouldn't. And like he, and, and he got time out at like eight in the morning. Like when a day starts off that way, it never gets better. It just gets worse. And he, he does this thing where he doubles down on it Mm -hmm. where rather than, than acknowledging this is bad and I need to like make better choices He'll make, he continues to make bad. Like he took, he was spitting water on the floor. He's a, almost a five-year-old child. Like he was spitting water in our subwoofer. Like intentionally? Yes. Like to be a dick. Yes. To be a jerk. And then he does it on purpose. Like then he does it again and again and again. And it's now he knows that he's doing this to, and he, I don't, it's like so many buttons that he's pushing and you just don't even know what to do about it. And we got to soccer and he wasn't playing and we're just like come on then we did something else and it just uh, he I they were really tired so I was like guys go take a rest go in your room I'll make lunch we're going to this huge party you cannot be assholes at this party like we're I'm not dealing with that so go take a rest it's not a punishment just go sit in your room for a little while Levi just cried because this is Levi. I am not tired. I'm like, you are so tired. You're, so You're tired. lying on the floor. <laughs> Crying. Yes. Jack is screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm like, if you scream one more time, you're not going to the party. So he did. Oh, no. It's exactly what he did. He oh, screamed. No. And then you had to, like. What do I do? Like, Rob was like, I don't think he should go. And I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's what so- they say. Yeah. So we have to be reinforcers. So I said, okay, I'm going to make a deal with you. Daddy says you can't go to this party, and I'm going to say you can go if you go clean up the back. I'm not fighting with you about it. We're not having this conversation again. If you clean up the back, you can go to the party. So he's like, okay, okay. He realizes. He goes in the back. He's, it gets very quiet, and I'm wondering what's going on. And I go in the back to see what's going on. He has not cleaned anything, of course, but he has drawn in marker all over my desk. He's just sitting there drawing on like my desk. Like Sharpie or something? Luckily, it was a washable marker. Oh, my God. But again, he's five. He's almost five years old. Like uh, You should know better. You should know better than to. And he does know better. And I just lost it. I mean, I was like, I don't even know what to do with you. Like, I actually swore. Which you, I swear all the time. What did you but say? I like, How I cannot believe you think it's appropriate to draw with a fucking marker on my desk. Like, where in your mind is this a good choice? Where do you think this is a good choice? Why would you think this? I already, we've already been through how bad you've been today. And now this is what you're doing to pay me back. Like what is wrong with you? And that didn't seem like the right approach. Sure. And you felt bad after I you felt did that. really bad, but, and I wasn't even screaming. Like I was just like, you were just shaming him. Yeah. I was really shaming you him. You were shaming him. And when you shame your kid. Yeah. 
that feels bad. It felt felt so bad. For sure. Feels and worse he, than screaming, I think. Yeah. And he he says to me, No, no. And then he okay, he cleaned up. He cleaned up. He like they I mean it worked in whatever yeah. way. I was like, You're not going to this party. And he just stopped talking to me and started cleaning. And then he says to me later, like I don't know, twenty minutes later or something, he's like <sighs> I, I wish I remember exactly what he said because it broke my heart and I started hysterical crying. He said, you know, I, I just, I, I know that when I can't, something like I can't stop moving my hands and then you put them in your pockets, but I don't have any pockets. And I was like, what did you say? And he's like, well, I, when, when you can't stop moving your hands around, you should put them in your pockets, but I don't have any. And I was like, who told you that? Did your teacher tell you that? And he just sort of nodded. And I was like, okay, that sounds like some OCD-ness to me. And I have said this to Rob before, and Rob was like, he does not have OCD. And I was like, I don't know. He does things over and over and over and over and over again. And I know ADD is like, I can't sit still. That's not what he does. He can sit still for an hour and a half and line up crayons. And we were talking about this. He did that when he was like, one yes he has been doing done that forever forever that's makes me think ocd he's like categorized stuff yes since before he should have been able to know what categories yes yes so that makes me really scared and like not that add wouldn't make me scared but i think it's very common and and they have a lot of ways to deal with it um in the school system but I, and I don't want to make a judgment about what he has or guess what he has without it being, you know. But OCD is not as common. My f- stepfather has it. I mean, so it's ob- there's no genetic link in that respect. But it he ha- has struggled his whole life. Like it is a struggle for him to to function in the world. He is one of those guys who like can't step on cracks. Okay, let me devil's advocate this for a second. Okay, a couple things. Number one, you're completely right that you have absolutely no business diagnosing. No, I don't. None. None. So you are basically spiraling (laughs) into what you have diagnosed him as. Yes, yes. And going down and and future tripping about how he's going to turn out like your stepfather. Who is is insane. Leads me to my second point. Probably did not have the parents that Jack has. Oh, no. So he's not going to have the early intervention that Jack has. And as a parent who is super impacted by early intervention, Mm -hmm. I will tell you that whatever your kid has, the single greatest determining factor of their success is parental involvement. Yeah. Yeah. That is... And that's not me. That is like every specialist that we have met with in terms of our, our kids' disabilities that are more like, you know, it's interesting because like I understand a lot about what you're saying and I empathize with you because, you know, I deal with these thoughts as well, like in terms of like future tripping about what's yeah. their life, what are their lives going to be like? Yeah. So they're going to have to deal with the, with these issues in terms of their hearing loss. But it's, it's very like, it's very black and white. You know, it's like we took a test. They were babies it's not behavioral. Yeah. It's a, it's a physical or genetic disability that, that, you know, um, I don't want to say like a handicap, but it's more like, um, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, 
it's almost like with with these sorts of issues, like these behavioral issues that are that are so invisible. Yeah, it's like with Iris, you can look at her hearing it's, aids. It's visible, <laughs> and say, "Oh, she can't hear you." Yeah, yeah. Like I need to look at her when I talk. I need to whatever. Right. I worry about Harrison more because his is invisible. Yep. Like you know, he's deaf in one ear, and it's and it's like a, a malformation, and so like you can't see it on him. Yep. Um, but like there's, as somebody who like hasn't dealt with this specific issue, it feels like, isn't there a level of subjectivity about this stuff? Like how do they, how do they diagnose in a child that young? Oh yeah. Like what the mental or behavioral issue is. I, I, like, I, what's the diagnostic test? I don't know the answer to that. I think I'll find out what the diagnostic test is, but I do have a few friends and this is a part of it that I wanted to share that the I now I've like started talking about this a little bit just or like asking for references that kind of thing and I can't tell you how many people are now telling me like oh yeah my kid has this my kid has this my my kid's in disability my kids I'm like wow that's crazy um so I don't know how you diagnose it and I don't know and how you diagnose it this young right because I don't know. Do kids grow? But like with that, with OCD, it's like, do kids grow? You don't grow out of that. Stop diagnosing. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just don't do it. I don't know how it gets diagnosed. They, I, I just had this conversation with another friend of mine, like exact conversation. His, his teachers wanted, had, you know, had concerns and said, you know, we think that you should go to OT, PT, yeah. speech, all the, all the, st- all the T's. Yes. And she was like really tripping out about, you know, all the things. And I was like, you are too close emotionally to this to have an opinion. Yeah. Like you have one job, which is, and, and I, and I literally have been like giving a talk about this issue. You have one job, which is like, you feel emotionally paralyzed by this big issue. Like when something is wrong with your kid, it is, I think the worst kind of poison. Yeah. It's the worst kind of poison. It sits in your gut. It erodes your insides. Yeah. You think about it constantly. It's awful. But like you can feel that way and also take steps forward. Yeah. So like all your job is right now is to make the appointments. Yeah. To fill out the forms. Yep. And then to put one foot in front of the other, follow all the steps. Yeah. And wait until you get to that point. And then once you get to that diagnostic point, which is far, a little bit further down the line, if they say he has blah, 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 yeah, then they'll say, this Here's is what, what we're going to do about it. Yeah. And then you're going to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like the diagnosis is like one part of it. It's yeah. what you're going to end up doing with it. That's going to be the, the determining factor. And he's going to be fine. No, I know he's going to be fine. And he's, he is so smart. I mean, he is ridiculously smart and he is a sweet kid hilarious yes and all of those but so and not to then be on the negative about it which i can't help it i can't believe in this episode i you're the i know the positive what is going on here is it opposite day (laughs) i think so (laughs) i was talking to a mother uh yesterday at this party that we were at whose son has some issues um learning disabilities and she was like, well, what stinks is I can't send them to the school. They go to the same school right now. The kids go to the same school. She's like, I can't send them there next year because they don't offer these programs. And I was like, I thought that these schools all have to offer. 
And she said, no, they do. That's what I said. I said, you should double check because I think they do. But I think what she was. That's the whole deal with public education. I think. Private schools don't have to. No. But she, I think what she was trying to get to with what her analyzation or analysis of, of the programs were was that he would be better served at a Montessori school um, as opposed to a regular school, even if they have behavioral or disability services kind of thing. Um, so she would have to, she wants to move him to a Montessori school. And that, and that's, that's totally fair and reasonable. Yeah. But I, I will just say like, cause I, cause I've had to like dive down this road yeah. or drive down the road. Either one. <laughs> I've dove and drive, driven it. Yeah. Um, public schools get public money. Yeah. And so they have to follow laws. And laws say that if something is wrong with your kid, the school has to address it. Right. They have to by law. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't think. She, I, I said I don't think that that's true. I think you have. They have to do it. But maybe you just think it's a better program for him, for your kid. Now, I will say like. I would never just get your kid a 504 and an IEP and turn it over and never check on it again. Right. Again, like as the parent, you have to be involved. And what's you have an to be IEP? So the fact, IEP. She was saying these words too. And I was like, I don't know these words that okay. are coming out of your mouth. Um, an IEP is like your kid's personal plan for special ed. So okay. when we were kids, there was like a separate room, yes, right? Yes. And that's why it has like this sort of bad rap and you and you don't want your kid to have to like have that label. We called but, it BOCES when I was a kid. But what is it? We call, this is so mean. We were mean. I know. But they that's were the awful. BOCES kids because they would like bust them away and we'd be oh. like, oh, you're so, and then it became like an insult. Like, oh, you're so BOCES. That was awful. And I take that back. I I'm so them. sorry. I just said that. Um, so that's basically the plan. All kids are in the same classroom now. It's all inclusive. So there's no separate room. Um, is that just the state of Texas or is that, I mean, I, I know you're most familiar with Texas, but. I am only familiar with Texas. Yeah. I would assume that would be the case everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so like, for example, if your kid is on an IEP, um, they'll pull them out of class for like half an hour, do therapy with them and put them back in the, in the class. Like, so it's basically. You, they get funding through the state of Texas through the the IEP, and it's basically a special ed issue. Yeah, yeah. If you are and you and you have more, do you want to hold him? Did a baby pass? You have more um, sort of like legal skin in the game. I feel like with an IEP, um, but that might just be like my opinion, man. Um, a five oh four. A 504, which is what Iris has, okay. are, is basically like modifications. So like your kid is not in special ed. There's no, and what, it, what special ed means is that there's a deficit in learning, right. meaning that like whatever your kid's disability is, there is, it's causing them to not be able to have the same amount of access to learning that the other kids have. So they're trying to level the playing field. A 504 is that, that if your kid has X, Y, and Z accommodations, the learning will be easier for them. So Iris's 504 says um, you have to sit in the front of the class. When you speak to her, look at her. Um, make sure she's not sitting next to a noisy air conditioner. Make sure she's not. Right. So they're like, right. they're things like that. Um, and, and it's just sort of modifications that make classroom access easier. So now I'm again going to go down this bad road. If they pull them out of class... Then what's the difference? 
between separate. I mean, sure, there's. I feel like that's even worse. It's like for half an hour, you got to leave because why you're dumb or you're whatever the stigma is that your kids are going to put on. I mean, I'm what almost 40 years old. And I still remember calling people BOCES. Like think about those BOCES kids, how they felt. Well, I will say though that like Jack is really young right now and they don't do that shit when they're this young. They don't No, No, they pull them out, but yes. they don't, they don't, they don't hate on each other like that when they're this young. I really do not think, I think that they are so self-involved at this age. Yeah. I don't think until they're like seven or eight, do they start to like hate each have other? that kind of like, this is cool, not cool stuff. Oh um, man. He has been coming home with some weird stuff lately. Like this little girl hates him. I was like, why does she hate you? And he's like, I don't know. She just told me that. I was like, why would this little see you tell you that she hates you? Well, I will say like something did not sit well with me that you said about his teacher. You said that, what did they say to you they about like, the conference when you? Yeah, he can't can't sit still. They labeled it something. They were like, they were like, there's this and there's Jack. Yeah, no, no, yeah. They're like when they do circle time, his teacher looks at you know looks at this kid and then looks at Jack and then looks at this kid and then left back to Jack. Like he's constantly has to keep an eye on him because right. And I don't like that. No, I didn't like it either. I was like. It made me feel that he's, I mean, and Jack really likes him, but it, it didn't, it made me feel like this teacher is like singling him out in ways. Well, and I, <clears throat> I worry, I feel like teachers do that and they don't know that they do it. And then that energy sometimes I worry can bleed into the kid, you know, yeah, into the course, kids. Like they pick up on that stuff. Yeah, of course they do. Um, but 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 again, yeah. The why, first step is don't to, worry about IEPs and yeah. don't worry about five hundred fours. The first step is get the diagnosis, yeah, and then talk to the specialist about what to do about the diagnosis once you get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is empowering. I'm I sure. will tell you that a diagnosis is empowering. I'm sure. And then and because a huge part of it is is us is is Rob and I trying to figure out how to handle it. Because we we do not do it right. We are not on the same page, um, and we've talked about it too. And it's not it's not that we don't want to be on the same page. We do, we just react very differently. And then I I get mad first, and then he gets mad, and then I get mad at him for getting mad. And my friend a friend of mine I was telling who also has a a kid who's who's got some challenges. She said the exact same thing. She was like, I'll yell at him. But, he, but once her husband yells at him, it's like, don't you yell at him? Only I or right, like, I'm right. yet now like, <laughs> right. calm down, calm down. It's fine. And I then I become the good cop. Like, that's right. Which is just, that must be so confusing to him. Like, what are we reinforcing that um, when daddy's mad, it's not OK? Because that, that's not oh, that's not OK. Like, daddy should be able to get mad yeah. that, at you yeah. for doing something wrong. Anyway, so I, that's one thing that I'm actually very much looking forward to, to try and figure out how we deal with him because. So when, when does this happen? Like you took it to your pediatrician? Yeah, I'm going to call this week because they said like they, the way that Texas Children's does it is every two weeks somebody comes and picks up this paperwork and then they assess it and give you a call. But it's definitely been at least a week. So I'm going to see what uh, they say about that knowledge is power I agree um, there I used to uh, I did this job very briefly where I would call 
we would get a list. It was through the Department of, of State Health Services. We would get a list of all the parents whose babies had failed their newborn hearing screenings. Okay. And <laughs> we're technical, technical in it's here. Just the volume went down. Hopefully not for this whole time. Because, but I think I'm going to blame Harrison on that. Yeah. Oh, it's easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but so you did a job for a minute. Right. So I would get a list of all the parents whose babies failed their newborn hearing screenings. And then I would call those parents okay. and I would say, Hey, I'm a parent of a kid who has hearing loss. I'm calling to just see like, are you planning to follow up? Okay. Are you, Oh, that's very nice. You get paid to do this job. Uh, like, I mean, $8 an hour wow. or something. This, this is, is very uh, charitable of you. It was, <laughs> it was, it was very short lived. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was short lived because it was kind of painful for me emotionally. Because yes. like what would happen is I would call them and they would be like, oh, no, they're fine. And then yeah. I would be like, my kid's not. And it yeah. just like turned me sort of yeah. like more bitter. Um, but what I what I sort of gleaned during that time is that I'm weird. Like I take action very quickly on things. Yes. And that is not the norm. No, it's not. Most people like to live in ignorance or um, denial yep. or... And that sucks because your kid is the one that suffers in that case. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And I, I don't want to be doing that because I've seen that with many people, friends, family members, where you're like, how did they is not wrong know with your yeah. kid? How did they not realize it? Yeah. And then Rob and I will co- constantly say, are people saying that about our kids? But we, I don't like, but here's the other thing that, I think being a parent of twins, and if there are any twin parents listening who who can attest to this, we we are constantly comparing them, yeah. constantly, and we have one kid who is so good. I mean, he's he is a a piece of shit, off, very often. He is a mean little kid, but he just knows so well how to play mommy and daddy. He's so good at it. And so is it just that Jack doesn't do that? Like that we think there's something wrong with him because we often have friends with kids over and, or like we go out with friends with kids and we're like, their kids are crazy too. I mean, they're, and that's just normal kids. Like he's a four and a half year old kid. Like, is it bad that he draws on desks? I think so. But do other kids do that? Surely. I think that I think in that case you just have to listen to your gut. Yeah. You yeah. have to like tune in to to what you know to be true. And I've told you from the very beginning about this stuff. There's never any harm in getting more information. Yes, absolutely. So the best case scenario is you get him evaluated and he's fine. Yeah. And they're like he's just so He's just eccentric. Yeah, he's just eccentric. Which you know what? He is, and that's awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, I. This is why he's great. He's such a weirdo, like little. He's I know. so creative. He writes songs all day. He's like, you can hum a tune. Now I'm just like, like, oh, my kid's awesome because I you feel have bad the right to do that. I feel bad. I mean, I said this. On him. No, like I, I remember when when we found out. You know, we have a different thing because we found out like day one that there yeah. was something wrong with our kids. But I remember praying and praying and praying and praying that she would be normal. I was like, just please let her be normal. Please let her be normal. And like, she's not normal. No, but she's she is very normal. 
She's, I mean, she, she's a weird, she's, she's a, a weirdo, she's a weirdo you know, yeah. but she's like, but a good weirdo, but she's unique and yeah. she's, and she's, I wouldn't call her normal. No. You know, I think she's, I think she, I think she's extraordinary, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I just think that we have to shift like what is normal? Yeah. What is normal? Nothing. 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 We're not normal. And in like the hearing loss community, they say like typical hearing, they won't even use the word normal. Right. Because that's normalizing it. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of rules. There, this is what you're going to find out. If there is something going on, there's a lot of rules in disability communities. Yeah. I could have a whole conversation about that. Like, I remember I, I wrote an essay years ago for like this publication for parents of kids with hearing loss or whatever. And the editor sent it back with all of these like, you can't say this and you can't say this and you can't say this. You can't say impaired. You can't say that. Yep. And I was like, I can say whatever I want. It's my kid, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, but now I'm very sensitive to that stuff too. Like you become indoctrinated. Yeah. And you become like more sensitive. I think it's made me more empathetic and oh, compassionate. Yeah. Definitely. You know, than I than I ever was before. You, once you, once you are connected to it, it, it's, and again, like once you meet other people who exactly. have certain disabilities, you're like, Oh, you're just a totally normal person. Uh, just like me community, yeah. I will say. And this is why like a couple weeks ago, I was like, do you want to talk about this on podcast? And you were like, no, nah, I don't really want to. I, as a human being, like put everything out there, like, you know, honest about everything all the time. And I think the reason that I do that is because what I have found is that even though it's scary to do that, the benefits outweigh the yeah. negatives. And the benefit is that you find community. Yeah. And that shit is powerful. Like the other parents that I talked to whose kids had what my kids had helped me leaps and bounds more than any doctor or medical professional or specialist or expert ever could because they were able to say it's going to be okay yeah yeah and that's all you want to know yeah when something's wrong with your kid the big question is are they going to have an okay life yeah yeah are they going to have a good life a good that's life. that's what you want to know an okay life yeah that's what it is like i want them to have a great life and 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 the other parents you talk to are able to say it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Your, your fears about it are totally like understandable and you should have them and you're human and you will, but it's not real. I know. I know it's not. I just like and, really this thing that happened yesterday just made like when he said that to me, it made me, it hurt my heart yeah. so bad. So I was like, is this what, it's going to be like your teachers telling you like put your hands in your pockets if you can't keep them to yourself. You like because you like physically cannot like sometimes he'll he, he'll just like open a drawer over and over and over again. I mean that's like and I'm like stop it, stop it. Like and is that going to be your whole life of of just people like telling you to not be yourself and you like just cannot stop yourself. Like that's just hurts to think about you know it does hurt to think about yeah. and you're uh, like absolutely right to feel those feelings I think that's where you as like being the amazing mother that you are are you're going to have to be more aggressive yeah. you're going to have to say to teachers at the beginning of every year yeah. I do it this is what the deal is with my kid this is what they need I will be following up with you to make sure they're getting what they need. Yeah. Like you are your kid's biggest advocate and you are their biggest ally. Yeah. And people will fuck up constantly. Yeah. And yeah. they will say stupid shit to you and they will say stupid shit to your kid. 
and like it will make you tougher and you're going to have to like be the one that fights and eventually he'll learn to do the same thing if something's wrong with him. Also, the cool thing is there are great drugs for this shit. Yeah. Great drugs. No, I know that. I know that. So like medication at some point is an option. Like, yeah, there's so many. I mean, we live in a great age for illnesses or whatever you want to call them disabilities illnesses access access is huge you know and and there is a i i think i've talked about this on the podcast i don't know if or how long it's been but there is an essay that i always talk about called welcome to holland i talk about it constantly it's brilliant somebody shared it with me years ago and it is um about raising a kid with any sort of disability Mm -hmm but it can be applied to any scenario where the reality of it diverges from your expectations of it. Right. Okay. So here's, here's what it is. So your whole life you want to go to Italy and you save up to go to Italy and you, and you plan this amazing epic trip and you splurge on tickets. You like spend your whole savings on it. You take all this time off. Like this is going to be the trip of your lifetime and you're ready to roll and the plane lands and they say, welcome to Holland and you got and you realize you got on the wrong plane and it's not the trip that you bargained for and in in this world you can't change planes and so you're just kind of stuck there and you're fucking on fire about it right you're just like what the fuck this is so horrible and you're pissed off and you get and you get off the plane and and then you look up and you're like oh there's like beautiful tulips in this land and this is this is a beautiful country and there's great people here and and you realize like, okay, this isn't the trip that I dreamed about and it's not the trip that I expected, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. No. It still can be amazing. And that's something that I have had to come to terms with. Apparently, this isn't what I expected. No. There are, I never expected that every day of my life, I was going to have to put these things in my, robots in my kids' ears that would make her hear and then take them out at night and then change the batteries and then do, I, mean, I didn't, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's who she is. Yeah. And it's fine. And it is fine. It's better than fine. Yeah. So like, I just think a lot of times like our own shit it's, gets uh, it in is. the way. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the obstacle. It's not really the problem that's the obstacle. It's your hang up Approach about it. to it. Yeah. Your take on the obstacle. Yeah. You could have, it could be a challenge and challenges are actually good things. It I, depends on how you look I at them. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that when I look at Iris, like she's the thing, the ways that she excels, I can see as being a direct result of her disability. Oh yeah. I'm sure I, she is two point right now. Our kids are outside in the back. We, I have not gotten up to check on them. Usually I just sit there and watch them in the back, but I thought in my head, well, Iris is out there so she can take care of them. She's the same age as that. She's but, a week older. Yeah. Like I really am not worried about them because she's out there. She is so smart and articulate and um, grown up an adult. And it's, I'm sure because of she all She started early intervention, intervention at five weeks old, yep. which sucked so fucking much. That paid off. So like. Yeah. You know what? It'll be okay. When, when Mar- and our favorite guest, Annie. She told me very early on when I'm like, I was crying to her and I was like, why does the universe hate me? I'm such a victim. Everything is terrible. She's like, you know what? They've all got something. All of them have something. It comes out at different times. Yeah. But nobody's kid is perfect. And you're getting yours really early. But someone else is going to get theirs really late. And like, 
you know, I, I think about like my own brother and I'm like, okay, he got his really, 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 like he was per, he was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's not with us anymore. I mean, he struggled with addiction. Like everybody has their There's, obstacles. Like yeah. life is hard. It is. It's it, really fucking hard. Yeah. And whatever the issue is, like, you're going to be fine. You're going to tackle it. You're amazing. You're an amazing mom. You're an amazing person. I try. I love you very much. Oh, thank you. I love you too. No, and it'll be fine. We, we just have to get figure, you know, get, get it figured out. Information. Yeah. Get information on. And in the meantime, I hope he doesn't draw on your desk again. Cause I would, fu- I would fucking kill Iris. Yeah. I was really mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily it was washable. I mean, truly like the way you handle that, is precisely how I would have handled it. I gave him the sponge. He washed what it off. What is the matter yeah, like, with you? Because we've been trying to go back to the choice thing from daycare. That's right. Because I don't want to say you're bad. Because he's, he's said those things. Because I'm bad. I'm like, you're not bad. You just made a bad choice. But um, yeah, I was like, that was the worst choice yeah. ever of all the choices. Here are your choices. Be a fucking asshole <laughs> yes. or don't be. Or don't be. Those How are, about those choices? Those are really easy choices. Can you make that choice? Yeah. Anyway, um, one really quick recommendation. What yes. do you got? Um, antibiotics. Oh. Vaccines. Vaccines are a great recommendation. I've, I recommend vaccines this week. <laughs> That's a great recommendation. Um, they saved my kid and yep. I'm very into them. I like that. <laughs> Um, I what recommend, let me think, what's something that we've done that's really good this week? Oh, okay. I have an anti-recommendation. Oh gosh. We watched a movie last night on Netflix in a search of Halloween shows called The Smiling Pumpkin, I think, and Mr. Ogles or something. Rob is going to correct me probably when he hears this. It was such garbage. Great. Do not watch this. Wasn't planning on it. (laughs) Although I will say, in terms of recommendations, you recommended Halloween Bake Off. Yes. Baking competition. We're obsessed. Obsessed with it. Loves it. Okay, I recommend that. Loves it. It's It's so so much fun. Much fun. She is uh, like, and I'm like, thank God we've gotten to cooking shows because I cannot watch another goddamn cartoon. No. That sucks ever again. Levi and I were just like enthralled. Yeah, it's Jack passed out, and Levi and Levi was just like, that is so creepy. I was like, that's so creepy. I know it's awesome. (laughs) Anyway. It's um, good to see you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. And I would just like to say we're having a great time on our Facebook group. <gasps> yes. Um, hands off parents. If you have parental friends, parent friends, invite them to the group. Yeah. I think it's and a really great resource. And if you're not in the group, shoot us a message. We'd love to have you join. Yeah. It's just been like so much fun. It's People great. just like venting and love sharing. And hating their kids. Hating their kids. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, and like us on Facebook and all the places yes. that you can like and things. hopefully i'll have a voice in two weeks and we'll be back and it won't be sexy <laughs> all right bye, bye. you can follow hands off parents on twitter at hands off parents or you can always send us an email at hands off parents at gmail.com or if you look on facebook if you're into that thing you can find us there as well hands off parents is Steph and Abby. Um, Mail camp.